You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey. But we want to reach this out to a wider audience. And doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of uh, my good pal Schmitty. Uh, Jimmy's not here today with us again, but uh, yeah, it's just us two tall kings again. And ah. uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into this now. I think the last time I was on a podcast was Monday, so last week. So a lot has happened within that uh, last week. But uh, I want to hear your thoughts because uh, when we did our playoff predictions, you chose Winnipeg, and oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> 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 Things oh. cannot be looking better for Winnipeg right now. Not only did they win game one and two on the road, but they did it without guys like Pierre-Luc Dubois and Nikolai Ehlers and shut down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And heading into game three, Edmonton Oilers start off strong. You knew like you knew Winnipeg, like the dam was going to break soon. Like As good as Winnipeg was defending them, you knew Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid were doing. Dreisaitl got the first two goals, and things were looking pretty good for Edmonton. Um, it was 4-1, and then, uh, yeah, look how... What's it with the Canadian teams and being up 4-1 in a huge playoff game? I, I don't know. Yeah, But uh, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on it, because I know you've been ready to ream into this, the, to this uh, Oilers team. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we brought it up last week when we were doing our playoff predictions, and I said, this is still the same Oilers team from last year, and they still have those same tendencies, and... I got to I think I we just got to give credit to Paul Maurice. I brought it up on Thursday for game 1 because he basically shut down the entire McDavid line and that was a fantastic defensive effort all around. I'd say game 2 also was a fantastic defensive effort and that one nothing win with that overtime winner by Paul Stastny. But oh my gosh, that game last night was insane. I, Imagine I was if there, there was fans. 
Oh my god! Imagine if that's a sold out crowd at um, what is it, Bell MTS Center? Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Imagine if it's sold out. It is gonna be ballistic. But I mean, th- this game had everything that you thought would go Winnipeg's way at the beginning. They saw Ehlers was coming back. Dubois was back in the lineup. Everything seemed like it was gonna go Winnipeg's way, and then the Leon Drysaddle show just takes over in the first period. Two goals makes it look easy, and all of a sudden everyone's going in, and it's just like. I just you're watching the game and you're just saying, okay, Winnipeg doesn't stand a chance right now. They are getting outshot the shit. They don't have any puck possession. Hellebuck's the pressure, barely the pressure yeah. that the Oilers were putting on on the four check, and it just oh. seems like after they were up um up four one, they just gave up, and then the Archibald took that penalty, and boy oh boy, like was that so costly for them? Oh my gosh, yeah. And then he got suspended too. He's out for yeah, tonight. He's, game four. He not. I mean, that I was think a, he was gonna make a huge difference but yeah i know but it's just like and he didn't he get the fourth goal too i'm pretty sure oh man i, I, I want to say he got the tip on the fourth goal and i remember that fourth goal going in and i just said to myself oh this game's over and then all of a sudden um boy, boy. Ehlers snipes one on the power play and they're right back in the game and it's just like or no no Ehlers and Ehlers got the first one who got the second one for Edmund, or, uh, okay so i'm looking at it now so uh ehlers got the uh the first goal for Winnipeg, and it was Jujar Kara who got the fourth one for ah. Edmonton. Then uh, Matthew Perot scored on the power play to make it four-two. Then yeah. Blake Wheeler got uh, the third one, and then Josh Morrissey noted elite defenseman Ooh. Josh Morrissey with the fourth goal to tie things up. And I think it was two goals in sixteen seconds. Yep. Outdoing the Blackhawks, out, just outdoing us by a second. But it was just so funny because I mean, people on the podcast we know, we're all texting in the group chat last night. And it becomes 4-2, and Pierce just texts, they're going to blow this lead, aren't they? They're doing oh. exactly what they did against the Dude, Hawks. As soon as, as soon as they let in that goal, I'm like, this is not going to go end well. I just looked over, at, I looked over at our buddy, and I was just like, okay, Wheeler scored. This could get interesting. And then the next shot, Morrissey just, Morrissey just waited out the traffic, got a good enough screen on Smith, and beats him clean. Game's tied, and you could just tell. Even after the third goal went in, Edmonton they was going to win. They yeah, were going to win. And Winnipeg, there was... I, as soon as the fourth goal went in, I was like, okay, so when's Winnipeg winning this game? Because no one else was going to score for them. I just, it's the same thing we say every year with Edmonton. Connor McDavid's the best player in the fucking world, but who Not plays the close. other 40, 35 minutes of the game? No one. No one that is even going to hold a coin to anyone. Like, that's why I feel like Winnipeg is just so well set up for the series because they have that big bottom six that can just get pressure and basically wear down your top or another team's top six. And that's basically what they've done with McDavid and dry saddle. They've gotten to the point where they have to shove them on the same line with Poyarvi just to get offense. Like, I feel like it's not getting talked enough either. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has not been good this series. No, nope. like, he is not helping his extension talks one bit. Right oh now. yeah. I wanted to bring that up. He's a UFA this off season. Yeah, Ooh, like, boy. I don't, does he even have a point this series? I don't think, I he has don't a point. think so. Might, no, I don't think so. I don't think he has a point. Like that's just, you can't, especially when this team is so not, they're so fragile up the middle and down the wings and stuff. You need a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins that can carry his own line. And he's just not doing that right now. And I know, People like last game were pretty quick to jump on Dubois because Dubois had a pretty mixed mixed uh, bag of a game. But like, I don't know. Like we've all seen what Dubois does in the playoffs. The guy just has a different level to his game, and a guy that plays that style can really just start pushing people around. And I feel like you just saw that so much in this game later on. Like I know how you said Edmonton was very good on the forecheck in the first period, and you're right; yeah. they were all over Winnipeg. They basically after- did to them what Winnipeg did to them the first 100%. two games. 
Yeah, like I remember there was a stat they showed at the beginning of the second period. There's been number like 250 hits in the series already. Oh my god, that's like, not surprising. Like they're just it's just two hard nosed physical teams. But um, man, I, I just I don't know how Edmonton comes back from that because everything oh. that needed to go right for you did go right, and you still lost. That was their chance to win and get back in the series. I think they get swept now. Yeah, they play tonight. They they, they get a second half of the back. Oh yeah, which by the way, Mike Smith is starting. To- <laughs> Yeah, like, um, I'm sorry. No one's gonna say it, but like three of those goals are on Mike Smith. Like oh, he yeah. got beat clean to the glove twice by Ehlers. And the thing that is, time winner. But with the Oilers, the first two games, Mike Smith didn't even play that badly. He definitely gave them a chance to win, but no offense. And then finally, there's some offense, and then you just can't get those big saves. It's just nothing yeah. has been going good for the Oilers. Well, well, it did. They had a four-one lead, but then they just completely blew it. I don't know. I think it's I think it's done tonight. This series, yeah, I think so too. And the craziest part is, you look at that game last night. I don't think the Shifley line had a good game at all. They looked oh, no. awful last night, top to bottom. Especially, we all know they're a terrible possession team, and they no. can't. They can't basically play in their own end. But, I mean, I thought Shifley was a ghost last night, and they came out with a win, and that's impressive. Because, like, I, I mean, we brought it up last week. I thought the only way they were going to win these games is if their stars show up. And now it's proving that Winnipeg's just got the deeper forward core. And, obviously, we, we talked about it with Crawford last year. If you have a Vesna-caliber goalie in net, it's always going to change the outlook of the series. And Hellebuck's basically— Oh, he's been incredible, dude. Hellebuck's proven to everyone why he won the Vesna last year. And anyone who thought Hellebuck was bad at the end of this year, that should just tell you he was burnt out. Like, and he's right back and he's ready to go. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he just shuts the door entirely tonight. Because he was locked in after that fourth goal. He was not letting anything mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I chose the Oilers to win this series, I think there was a little bit of bias to me because obviously I live in Edmonton. I know a lot of people that cheer for the Oilers, and I'm like, okay, I want to see Matthews McDavid in Who the, uh, the second. Exactly, dude. That's probably right? if it's not going to happen now, but that probably would have been your best chance to see it. You're never going to get it again. Yeah, that's for sure. Unless McDavid goes to another team. That's the exactly. Only way. Which, uh, by the way. I I remember I think I saw Dangle tweet something about it this morning that everyone's just talking about what Ken Holland said at the deadline this year. You oh buy what you think your te- you can you can't pick and choose when you go for a cup, and like I guess he had a point because like Edmonton clearly isn't a team built for a cup right now, but at the same time, you need to keep your stars happy. And if I'm Connor McDavid this offseason, I just had the best season of my fucking career, and you guys just shat the bed in the playoffs royally. Yeah. Not that's only, not going to sit well with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, not only that, but he's having the best season since, like, Mario Lemieux's comeback in really? 2000, 2001. He has had the, like, I'm pretty sure point percentage-wise, and, like, a point-adjusted pace, he has had the best season that is not Gretzky or Lemieux. That's yeah. fucking wild. And no mm-hmm. one, and, and, like, no one cares because it's McDavid, and we're just used to it at this point because he's goofy. Yeah. Like, I saw something, he hasn't had three straight games without a point in his career. That's fucking insane like i'm sorry like this guy and then like everyone on twitter last night's like oh mixed secondary assist blah 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 i'm like dude that's how you set up offense when you got a guy this good he'll draw three people in and all you got to do is just get open like exactly like that's why i feel like like man if they could just get some effing secondary scoring they would be fine because that top line of poi rv dry mcdavid is lethal 
Yeah. Like Poyarvi's proven that he is exactly who he, he was. Can, he can. He's perfect for McD- for McDavid. Like he's not maybe what you would expect out of a fourth overall pick, but the way he drives his play, gets to the front of the net, uses his body. That's exactly what you need for McDavid. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And then you just put Drysaddle in there, and it's goofy. So, but when you do that, it just negates your entire other three lines, and it's showing this series, like. They don't have a line that can go, like, as stupid as it sounds, they don't have a line that can go up against the Lowry line this series. They don't have a line that can go up against the Ehlers line. They don't have a line that can even go up against their fourth line. Like, oh, man, there's just going to be a lot of questions this offseason with Edmonton. Because you oh, got yeah. you got free agents coming up. I know Nurse needs an extension along with Nugent Hopkins. Uh, Tyson Berry. Got to get a goalie. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is just... I can't believe management, after watching what the Hawks did to them last year, the 12th seed Hawks beat them in four. They said, you know, we're going to we're gonna stick with Smith and Koskinen. And I know Mike Smith was good in the regular season. Everyone brings it up, blah, blah, blah. This is the Mike Smith we all know in the playoffs right now. This is the one we know. This is the one we've known for over a decade now since he was with the Coyotes. I, I just don't see what Edmonton's management group sees in this team. And I guess they did see enough to where they didn't want to buy, but – I don't know how you could have sat there and just been like, if we maybe got a couple more wingers or something, th- this is a different team. It's a different team. Yep. Cause I'd say they have a better defense than uh, Winnipeg for sure. I take guys like nurse and them or I mean, Clef bomb's not healthy, but when Clef bomb gets healthy, he'll be there. And you got guys like Ethan bear and Caleb Jones in the system and Bouchard and, um, who's Broberg. The other? Broberg. Yeah. Broberg's coming up. You got, uh, Ryan McLeod's look very good this series. I'd say he's probably yeah. one of the only guys that's not a McDavid Drysidle. That and that's a piece like... you can. That's a depth forward you can have going forward for Chiefs. Exactly. Like that's good for them. And they got Dylan Holloway coming up and stuff. And like another guy that's not getting talked about and he's not having a good season is in Yamamoto. Like I know he had an assist last night. I think but he'll bounce back. Yeah. I hope so. he's young. He's young. He'll bounce back. But when you're in a playoff series and those guys aren't producing. You don't win. And I mean, we're see- we literally just saw that last night with the Capitals. You can't win without scoring depth. Yeah. It's you want to get into that? The Capitals. Oh, yeah. I was, I, that, was, that was the transition. Yeah. Uh, we yeah and I also wanted to get into the. You also bring up getting uh, swept. Like the Oilers might get swept tonight. Do you want to do the Blues or the Caps first? Ooh. Um, I see the Caps because they have more interesting takes yeah. on what they can do in the offseason. Yeah. They're, they're, they, to me, they're the most fascinating team to watch this offseason. Fifty percent. There's like they are. I, I was looking on cap friendly before we started the show. They are the third closest to the cap ceiling. They're over that's the cap not, right now. Right. Yeah. And I was looking at um, I was looking at basically their roster on cap friendly and what they have to do for the expansion draft. I'm pretty sure they're going to have to expose Mantha. They don't. Ha- they they have so many no trade clauses and no move clauses that they have to protect. I don't. I thought it was can. Oshi that they had. To Oshi, let... they got to protect too. They got to protect Oshi. They got to protect Kuznetsov. They got to protect Baxter. They got to protect Ovechkin, Carlson, Orloff, and um. There's one more name in there. I can't think of it. That might actually, it might be six, but they're gonna lose a like. And I'm and basically, Cap Twitter was all over the place last night when they lost because <laughs> they. I mean, they got every reason to be mad. I don't blame them. It's that that team in general the last three years has not impressed me one bit. It's just kind of like, it's kind of like the Hawks when they were done with their third cup. It's like you're you're still there, but you're not there. You know what I mean? The sun's like, starting to set. Yeah, exactly. The sun's starting to set, and man, it it just showed this series when your top when your fourth line is your best line the entire series. You're not winning that series. Especially yeah, Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway were like the only one producing offense for them. You're not winning a series like that. And like it sucks too because the stats won't show it, but I'd say Samsonov was very good that Oh, series. he was really good. Like <laughs> honestly, he might 
Yeah, I was gonna say like if Sam Sonoff, like like their goalies were they weren't incredible, but like if they Craig Anderson, Anderson was, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, like if Craig Anderson doesn't come in and plays that well, like it's over in a sweep. Oh, 100 percent. Like you're like people forget that they, they, the only game they won was game one in overtime, and they yeah. almost blew that game too. Gentlemen so, sweep. Yeah, but it's just. I mean, we talked about it before the series with Boston. Boston just looked like a completely different team after the deadline. They're way deeper. They're just and everyone was worried about Rask. We all knew Rask was going to come oh, back. Oh no, he was incredible. The playoffs every time, just stellar. I mean, this is probably a bet. Like I would personally say, this is a better Boston team than 2019, just because they find ways to win more than that other team did. That team in 2019 had to win their way, or else they weren't going to win. This team, they shown it three games this series. They had under 20 shots and won all of them. They can literally play that opportunistic style because they're so deep. And it's, I mean, there's not many teams that could compete with that, in my opinion. Like, how, how many teams can go nine deep with the Bruins right now? Who do you think? Like, Vegas, dude. Colorado? That's about it. I You've got say. Jake DeBrust on your third line. You have Jake DeBrust, Charlie Coyle, and Nick Ritchie on your third line. Yeah, that's Like, incredible. that's silly. It's silly. Like, even Vegas doesn't have that good of a third line, in my opinion. Like, oh my gosh. I, I just... Man, the Caps are going to be so interesting this offseason, though, because I know everyone wants Kuznetsov's head on a platter right now. Oh, I don't no, blame no. him, but I was looking at his contract. He's got a half. He's got like a no move, no trade. He's making almost eight million dollars for the next five years. Who's taking that contract? Like, I mean, people say Seattle, but like, if I'm Seattle, I'm like, okay, we'll take Kuznetsov. Really? Give us more. Yeah, because that's a lot of money. So, I. Man, they are gonna have to make some decisions, and if they don't, it's gonna revolve around number eight leaving. Cause <laughs> I think he's fed the fuck up at this point. <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to bring that up. Sorry, like obviously the Capitals won their cup in 2018, and like you'll never be able to take that away from Caps fans or like the Capitals players that were on that, that team. Was but one of the best cup runs we've ever seen. Too. Yeah. But do you think they kind of wasted Alex Ovechkin's prime? Like, again, they won the cup, but a lo- the, this league is, what have you done for me recently? And besides that 2018 cup win, second round exit, second round exit, first round exit, first round exit, disappointing exit after year after another. And now, like, after they won the cup, three straight uh, first, first round exits. exits. Yeah. And it's... including losing four straight to Boston. It's just, it. oh, man, oh, man. Like, they if... lost four straight to Boston and they got embarrassed by the islanders last oh year God, in the bubble. Yeah, and then on top of that they um they blew a 3-2 lead against carolina when carolina was a wild card three years ago yeah like, they're up two nothing they're up three two and then they lost in double like it's so it's it's definitely a mental thing with this team at this point i don't understand what it is like people thought it was the coaching people thought it was this people thought it was that Obviously, their defense is freaking dog shit. We talked about that on many occasions. They are literally the Blackhawks on steroids in terms of defensive mishaps in their own end. I called like three Boston or two Boston goals last night because I was like, oh, the Caps are dominating for like six or seven minutes. This is right around the time where they turn it over. Boom. Bergeron scores two minutes later off a turnover. Yeah. It was that that Marshan goal where I think it was Brendan Dillon just gave it right to the Boston player and then that whole play unfolded. Yep. It's just like, I I, I honestly. I would like. I feel bad for like my like Connor honestly because yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for Caps fans because they at this point they're apathetic. They just they they're they expect this. They expect failure when they get to the playoffs and it sucks. And like you said, I I agree. I think they have wasted Ovechkin's prime. That guy should have as many cups as Crosby right now. But yeah, he Crosby because he's be around. There with Crosby. 
He's just been yeah. shit show. Like, in yeah, you could say it's because we all oh, Crosby's a more complete player. Ovechkin doesn't play defense. Blah blah blah. When you have a generational goal talent like Alex Ovechkin, the you build your team to help him. Yeah. And what they've done now, I mean, we've talked about it for years with the Hawks. They're doing the right thing with how they're developing their team. They're getting young and fast on the back end. They're getting puck-moving defensemen, and they're getting forwards that can play both ways. What are the Caps doing? They're getting old. They're getting big pylon defensemen that can't move on the back end, and they're getting forwards that have these cockamamie contracts that go on for five years that make no sense. Like, I, oh man, the Caps are just going to be bad for a few years, I'm telling you. And especially if Ovechkin leaves, it's starting this season. Because, I mean, like, think about it. The, the thing that carried this team for years was their power play, right? Their power play was abysmal this series against Boston. It's been abysmal. Like, they said they had the third best power play this year. I don't believe that for a second. I don't. Like, you watch that power play, it is not the same as it was even three years ago. I believe Boston was, like, number two on the penalty kill, though. And, like, the way, it, like, you look at the shots last night, I think Washington had double what Boston had, but, like, a lot of, there were not a lot of high-end chances. Like, a lot of it was All from the outside, and it, it just shows you how well that uh, not only their defense plays, but, like, their whole team as a whole. Like, they're just so much more of a complete team than the Capitals are. And oh, yeah. And that's credit to Bruce Cassidy, 100%. Yo, like, talked yeah. about on the podcast a bunch of times. He's probably got the best defensive system in the NHL right now. They, they've they been top of the league in goals against for the last four years. They they limit your they suppress your chances in the slot beyond better than most teams. I think the only team that does it better might be Vegas. But yeah. it's just like Boston's a wagon right now. And, mm-hmm. they're, and we, they're exactly what we talked about where no one's really expecting them to do anything because they weren't the one seed. They didn't win the President's Trophy like last year. They didn't make the cup final like the year before. This is the year where Boston makes noise and no one expects it. And they're coming out of that division. I don't see Pittsburgh or New York beating Oh, yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up. I think they beat uh, the Islanders or Penguins handily. Yep, because they're just – there's too much. They're, they got too much. Like Pittsburgh has the forward depth to compete. But I don't fucking trust Tristan Jari for a second. No, I don't either, dude. And then the Islanders, it's like, oh, they have this great defensive system and they have goaltending. But it's like, I still don't fucking trust your forwards against Boston. Yeah, Boston like, is just such a complete team. Like goaltending out, it's it's amazing. They're they're a wagon right now, and it's and um, I mean, once again, it's credit to Don Sweeney because he made all these acquisitions. He got Taylor Hall and Mike Riley, and he didn't even have to give up a first round pick. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Not many GMs can say that in the league nowadays. Except and you fucking Vegas, but yeah, <laughs> or Colorado. Yeah. them in a second. <laughs> Can't stand. <laughs> and I wanted to bring up another thing that you look at the Bruins' defensive personnel. You could argue it's not as like good as it was in years past, like oh. Char and Krug. But then do you see guys like Matt Grizzly step up, really step up. Mike Riley has looked good, I think. And so Brandon same Carl- with uh, Brendan Carlo. Yeah, Connor like that just Clifton, honestly is like pretty good coming in relief and. <laughs> I, I thought Tenorti didn't even look bad coming in for Kevin no, Miller no. last it's night. Just, like, it's just that the defensive that the defensive scheme they have. Yeah, it's that next man up mentality, and like we talk about it with Carolina a lot too. Like when you have that ability to basically run five lines and four pairings, like you you have those options every game, and not a lot of teams can do that. <laughs> Edmonton, like <laughs> just saying, like you you, it's just crazy to me. Like honestly, like teams like Edmonton and Washington, how they couldn't find like bang for buck signings over the last few years and they just went out and were like we're gonna go pay fourth liners like 2.5 times four and that'll work because you know oh richard panic once had 40 points guys remember yeah oh my god just like mm. that's vancouver that's vancouver money right there <laughs> yeah, literally no that's literally like jim benning syndrome right there let's overpay fourth liners so we can't pay our superstars in three years 
Because, like, no one's even talking about that. Don't they have, like, four contracts up in Vancouver this offseason? Oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't know exact <laughs> things about oh. there, but it's not looking good for not Vancouver. Good. But, yeah, if, like I said with Washington, though, if if they don't get this shit sorted out within the next month, and I literally mean the next month, like, if they don't get this sorted out by the expansion draft, Ovi's gone. Ovi's gone. Yeah. He's going to test the market, and it's going to be uh, – I was telling um, our family friend Bill last night, I was like, this is going to be the biggest free agent probably in NHL history. Oh, 100%, honestly. yeah. Like, no one this talented or this decorated has ever walked a free agency like this. The, like, people thought Stamkos and Tavares was big. Nope. Not even, even Panarin. close. Yeah, Panarin, not even close. Nope. And Ovechkin doesn't even have to get paid. That's the worst part. He's made so much money in his career. He made like, he just 128 mil on a 13-year yeah. deal. Yeah. Like, guy's got enough guys got generational wealth he he can literally just say okay i'll go sign in colorado five times two let's go let's go win i'm gonna go play with mckinnon like he he has the he has the power to do that because he's yeah, he can been so lucrative his whole career yeah. and no one and like that doesn't get thought about a lot and like i kind of thought taylor hall was gonna do something like that i think he's gonna definitely reconsider oh, definitely. that now with how he's doing in boston but I'm surprised it doesn't get done a lot lately. And I think Ovechkin, if he hits free agency, it's going to start a movement like that where guys are going to kind of like what Hosa did back in the day where he just signed yeah. a one-year deal and he's like, I'm going to go try to win a cup. Let's go. Yeah, cup like, chasing. We don't have enough of that in the no. NHL. Well, you know, Toronto's got cup chasers. They got Jason Spencer and Joe Thornton. And they got Patrick Marlowe. They're going to win the cup, bro. Like, <sighs> I'm sorry. Like, that's the one thing I can't stand when people bring on like a 40-year-old to the team and they're like, yeah, but he brings veteran presence. It's like, yeah, but he's actually terrible on the ice you can't waste roster spots on that i get the sentimental reason for bringing on someone like that you know what i mean but you can't especially come playoff time it's not worth a roster spot like when we had chris kunitz a few years ago why why yeah did not need him no one needed him even like people sign him (laughs) even like chemo team and like did we really need him but they won so it doesn't matter (laughs) that one like i said win the cup you don't no one even questions your trade you don't question anything which is now why everyone's going to question that Anthony Mantha trade in Washington. Oh boy, dude. Gave up and yeah, Hall for a guy who I thought was actually pretty good for them in the playoffs. But I mean, dude, when Backstrom and Kuznetsov don't show up, that team is just nope. <laughs> like uh, it, when you're Mantha, you need to put the puck in the net. That's why what they got him for, and it just it seemed like he didn't do that. And I I know like a couple of Red Wings fans on the timeline were pretty happy that Washington lost because they have their first round pick and. I don't know how like the order's gonna go, but I, I, I guess good for them. <laughs> yeah, probably a nice twenty fifth pick or something. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so the twenty eighteen uh, Stanley Cup champions out. Let's go on to the twenty nineteen Stanley Cup champions. The Blues Blues were swept by the Colorado Avalanche. And by the way, I want to say I'm getting a lot of things right, even though I wasn't right about that. Uh, yeah. Really about yeah. the Oilers oh. series. You know, we're going to have our couple misses, but uh, two games in a row with the oil, the, the overtime games. I got the Stastny one right. I got the Ellers one right. And uh, I called this sweep as well. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not even that, <laughs> at least with, like, the Capitals, like, it's like, I think there's a lot of more, like, oh, we maybe we could have won, but, like, St. Louis, they had no chance. They had zero business being in that series. Not a chance. Like... They, you brought it up um, when we were talking about the playoff teams. They had the second worst high danger scoring percentage in the oh, league. Oh, like their stats. Like, how do you make the playoffs like that? And like, obviously, the Blues had pieces. That's a given. They won the cup two years ago. But I mean, how Jordan Bennington is just fucking terrible. I'm sorry. Like, how? 
oh, wow, he is just like worse than Cam Ward was after he won the cup. It's crazy. Like, and they got him locked up for a while. Yeah, They're six stuck into six. that deal. And I mean, you watch those Colorado games. They got skated out the building every night. Every single night they got skated. Kale McCarr just breaking every single one of his blue sports <laughs> ankle. I love it, dude. The way yeah, he can back. Wet dreams over Sam Gerard. Oh, my God. Taves every yeah. other shift. Just, oh, my God. It's annoying. Like, <laughs> the way Kale McCarr can just, like, back pedal and, like, go, like just his his uh, d- directional movement is incredible. Like, the way he can skate all four corners at, like, the same speed. Kale it's McCarr. crazy. The most electric defenseman in the NHL, and the kid's gonna have multiple Norrises under his belt in no oh time. He, he honestly could win the Norris this year. Yeah, the power. He'll he definitely gets. get nominations. Like when you see those graphs of like goals for, there's like you know your giant chart, and everyone's like here. Yeah. Kel McCarr is like there. Okay, <laughs> Kel McCarr is like in his own realm at the top yeah. because he's just so fucking good with the puck in his own end and out of his own end. It's it's like he makes everything look easy. And he's moving at just a pace that no other defenseman on the ice is moving at. It's unbelievable. And then you got, you know, just fucking Superline and McKinnon, Landis Cog, and Rantanen, who each had, what, like seven, eight points that series yeah, in four games. And then I'm pretty sure McKinnon had a, the same amount of goals as St. Louis scored in that entire series. You're kidding me. Stop. I'm no. pretty sure it's at least one goal. I think McKinnon <laughs> oh, has. St. Louis is so fucking bad. Oh, my yeah. God. Dude, it's just like Colorado is just. If they don't win the, if they don't make the cup or the cup final this year, it's a failure. That's I'm sorry, yeah. it's a failure. And just think, they're doing it without their fucking second line center because he's a dip. So you know, like they like it's once again, it's a next man up mentality. They literally just threw JT Comper on that line. And they do the same thing. It's Ooh, like Alex Duhook as your second. And Duhook got hurt, and it didn't matter. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. Oh my God, this team is just ridiculously deep. And you watch them play, and it's like, oh, St. Louis might get like 20 seconds of zone time. Then Colorado will counter that by holding the puck for the next two and a half minutes. They're like the 2016 Penguins where they just have the puck the whole game. Whole game. And then, I mean, like, people, and then people are like, oh, Grubauer's looks so good. I'm like, I'd hope so. He's only facing like 20 oh, yeah. shots. <laughs> and that's a good and that's a good thing that I'm glad that group is healthy and uh we're gonna talk about this series later, but man, I hope we see Colorado Vegas in the second round. If we don't, we are getting robbed again. We yeah. are robbed again, and there's no Joel Kiwi Ranta to rob us this time. I know, I know. I know. Not the goalie for Colorado, so we're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> like and even if Grubauer goes down, we get playoff legend Devin Dubnik in that. <laughs> hey, you can't sleep on Jonas Johansson, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I feel like, again, Colorado just has the puck on their stick the whole game. That I don't think it's a huge, like, catastrophic difference on who they have in that. Nah. Unless, unless you're playing against Vegas now, I feel oh, like yeah, yeah, that'll be tough. But I, honestly, Vegas might be their toughest uh matchup like on route well, to the, the Stanley Cup final matchup in the second round like those, like remember those Caps Penn series a couple yeah. years ago you know the Winnipeg Nashville series like from uh I think it was 2018 but mm-hmm. they didn't go on to win a couple like it just felt like like the two best teams in the NHL going at it and it's like whoever wins is probably gonna go on the win the cup yeah Nashville Winnipeg was like that too it was a bloodbath and oh. I wanted to bring up earlier that Oilers uh, Winnipeg series. You know what that comeback reminded me of? Uh, game three when Nashville was up three nothing in the first, and then they came back to win. I think seven to four. I don't know if you remember that or not, but yeah. the crowd, the crowd in that game, that what that's what it would have been like had there been a crowd in Winnipeg. I remember that game now. Yeah, because didn't like Ryan Hartman or no? I think Subban and Hartman scored in that game because I remember Subban got the first one because he liked yeah. 
basically blew the roof off by yeah, himself because no one was here for him. <laughs> it was hilarious. But, I mean, I just, ugh, dude, this team is just fucking so good. And I, I know I gave him crap because, like, you know, President's Trophy, they don't win the cup, blah, blah, blah. But they're just, like, and I guess the thing with Colorado is it's that's a team where you patience pays off. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they kept Bednar through all the shit. Yeah. They kept Bednar through the year where they had what what like less wins than like ever basically like they had yeah, more they, goals. That they had a the Keiko year like twenty sixteen seventeen year was horrible for them and they kept the, the guys. Yeah. And the funny part was they they were supposed to pick first overall and they drop all the four, but they got Kale McCarr, so it they didn't matter. Four, they get the first overall pick anyway. It's yeah. great. Like, oh my gosh, Colorado's so goofy. And then they got Bowen Byram as a freaking afterthought in their roster. Yeah. And think about this. Eric Johnson's not even playing right now, and he's probably their best shot blocker. Like, yeah. it, dude, they're, they're so deep. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, Devon Taves and Kale McCarr, that's like the ideal first pairing in the NHL where yeah. you just drive, 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 play good skating, you know, not like going to stick. Just, yeah, they're not going to overwhelm you physically, but just like their positional play stick play and just like skating the puck up the ice and okay. like, like just how they play in the offensive zone, especially Kale McCarr where he just can. Kale McCarr is actually a video game on yeah. defense. It's yeah. hilarious. Cause like, obviously there's like McDavid when he skates and he's just in his own world, but for defensemen, no one's even close to Kale McCarr right now. Dude, no, he, he might be on the Olympic team for Canada. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, no, sorry. I forgot. No, sorry. Drew Doughty and uh, Shea Weber need to be on the oh, team. Oh, dude, so. you're, and dude, you're right. And, Keith. <laughs> yeah, and we need Jordan Biddington in that as well. Hell yeah, dude. Jordan Biddington and uh, who's the other guy? Carey Price. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Carey Price. I was like, why am I, why am I drawing a blank? But, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're just... Colorado's good. St. Louis blows. Yeah. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it went how I think everyone thought it was going to go. 100%. I don't even, like, I love the quote from, like, two weeks ago where Ryan O'Reilly was like, oh, we're going to yeah. win the series. And it's just like, yep, you didn't even win a fucking game, bud. Sorry. Well, maybe, maybe you had fun. I don't know. He was Maybe he wasn't completely wrong. I think, like, the only guy who had fun that series was Tarasenko. <laughs> and even then. <laughs> all right. Not good. Do you want to talk Preds and Canes? <laughs> I know. See Soros. I cannot stand him. Oh my gosh. Like how they mm. I'm sorry. I don't care what the scores were of those games. They stole games three and four. Oh, Carolina had 60 fucking shots last game and they won. Mm-hmm. Like, or Nashville still won. Like, it's unbelievable what UC Soros is doing with that team right now. And I guess it's also because they're finally freaking getting goals from their top guys. Like, Johansson and Duchesne are actually doing something right now. But, I mean, you, you look at what Nashville was doing. I don't think Victor Arvidsson's been in the lineup the last two games. No, I don't and think he's been this serious, yeah. Yeah, it's oh my gosh, it's just insane. Like I, I mean, I picked them to get swept, so I, I got <laughs> my career. But it's just like, <clears throat> I, that's one of those series where it could be over right now if it's just a bounce. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It could be yeah. over already. But Nashville's right back in the mix, and I, I'll give them one thing: Bridgestone Arena, like the roof. Oh, it's incredible there. That that's yeah. probably the most electric crowd they've had in the playoffs so far, out of any team. I mean, it might be different in Florida tonight because I know they're having like. I think 75% capacity or something like that. It's going to be crazy. I want to say I saw Boston will be like close to full capacity in the second round, which is good. That's going to be good if Boston has full capacity. Mm-hmm. Boston fans are always 
rowdy as shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse. Like, mostly for worse, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, with Carolina, I wouldn't even be mad if I'm them. Like, these last three games, you haven't had Jacob Slavin. You have basically been a bounce away from winning the last two games. Yeah. You it could be a super. I think he's on Elkovich. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess the only thing I would say, and I think someone made a joke about it, was maybe don't throw Jake Bean to the Wolves like they did in the overtimes the last few games. But that's that would be the only thing I'd say about Carolina. But also, like, for Carolina, like, Brett Pesci and Brady Shea have been out of this world for them defensively. This oh, series. my God. Such a luxury they have with all those defensemen. <laughs> Like, they've been logging, like, 27, 28 minutes in regulation, and then they'll finish, like, 37. And, like, Jake, Gar- Jake Gardner's not even playing. Yeah, Jake Gardner's a healthy scratch. <laughs> Once again, just, they're just the wackiest, deepest team in the league. But I, I guess, like, for Carol, or for Nashville, they just need to do what they did the last two games. They need to get on the board fast because, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously it's different when you're home and you get an early goal, but, like, when you're on the road, if you can just get that pressure Silence and get the crowd, the crowd to fight yeah. out, it... it, it they steal game five. This is going to get really interesting because. Oh, boy. Carolina kind of let them walk right back into this series a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I, I was not expecting that, to say the least. Like, I still think Carolina does take this, but I, I said this as well in our predictions. I think UC Saros is uh, capable of stealing a couple games, and that's what Nashville did. UC Saros, like, I wouldn't even say it was Carolina's fault they lost. Like, it was mostly all UC Saros. UC Saros made 61 saves or something yeah. like that. That's actually goofy, Dumb. <laughs> but also that probably won't happen again. <laughs> I mean, I would like to say it won't happen again, but never know with this playoffs. Cause literally it's just been all over the place. Like every team that should probably win hasn't won when they're like playing well or like, what's the, what's the favorite thing everyone likes to uh, post on Twitter? The stupid deserved to win. Yeah. Deserved to win. O meter. My favorite's like, oh, look, we're three and oh in the series. If we won the deserve a win a meter, but we're yeah, all in. I think that's the case with Edmonton. I think they're up three nothing in a deserve a win a meter series, but they're down three nothing. It's like, oh, it's almost like you can have great possession stats, but if goaltending doesn't exist, you guys are still screwed. Like, oh, man. I guess, yeah, that game is game five tonight or tomorrow for that Carolina series. Probably tomorrow. But uh, tomorrow, I think. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a. It's it's going to be the biggest game five, like probably bigger than New York Pittsburgh, honestly, because if Carolina goes down three two to Nashville, that series is over. That yeah, I feel back. like I think I feel like no one's shocked if like like either the Islanders and Penguins win game five because they're so evenly matched. But with like Nashville and Carolina, Carolina's the heavy favorite. Do you There's think so pressure on Carolina for this game? Yeah. Like, way more than there is on Nashville. It's... Oh yeah, they're playing with house money right now. Do you think the winner of game five wins the series? <sighs> okay. Um. If Nashville wins, yes. Carolina, I still wouldn't know because we've seen what Nashville has done in seven-game series when they go back to Nashville for game six. Oh, yeah, they, that's did against, they did it against Anaheim. They did it against San Jose. They did it against yeah. – um, there's one more team I can't think of. But they, they usually Lewis, win I think. Six at home. That's the thing. Yeah. They're really good at home in an elimination scenario. So – and that and like that's not like coaching or anything. Those that's the guys that have been there for those cup for that cup run and have been there for those couple deep playoff runs. So maybe if a guy like playoff legend Colton Sisson shows up, maybe oh my god, Colton Sisson hat trick in game six. Yep, yes sir. Not again, not again. please. I can't. <laughs> that was but, such a bad series a few years ago. I had to root for either Anaheim or Nashville. I don't know. I, I was cheered for Nashville. <laughs> 
<laughs> like on a, even after they swept Chicago, like I pr- I'm pretty sure I cheered for Nashville every series that they played in. I was cheering for Ottawa. I was like, go Sens. I don't want. To- <laughs> oh, I was cheering for Ottawa too. I just did not want Pittsburgh to win again, and uh, that that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that, Pittsburgh kind of just ran their shit in the final, but <laughs> I don't even say that. Like Nashville played it pretty close. Like if they uh, just got a save from Pekarina, six, they ran their shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they, they gave him nothing, dude. And, like, the one thing they did have, they got taken away from Colton Sissons. <laughs> what else is now? But, like, game one, I think they could have won. And if that, they won that game, I think they won the cup. Yeah. Even without, like, Ryan Johansson or Kevin Fiala. Probably. I mean, people forget that, like, second-line center Frederick Goudreau, Frederick Goudreau was going up against Evgeny Malkin, so. Yeah, it was like, it was like Colton Sissons and Frederick Goudreau as their two centers. <laughs> and then they had, um... Oh my god, there's another guy I can't think of that was on their forward core. Nobody. Oh, Pontus Aberg. <laughs> Pontus Aberg scoring highlight real playoff goals every other game. Oh man. But yeah, that game five is gonna be really interesting in that series. I think. Oh yeah, that's definitely must watch regardless of who wins. Um yeah, so another game five tonight. Uh we kind of briefly mentioned them. Islanders versus Penguins. <laughs> is this the same kind of thing? Do you think whoever wins game five wins the series? This one, yeah, I, I really think so because um, the Islanders came back strong in Game Four for sure. I'd yeah. say they their offense showed. I didn't really catch most of the game. I was at a baseball game, so I didn't really see mm-hmm. much of it. But I didn't really watch it. Either. I saw they were scoring goals, which is a change of pace. I think four. <laughs> I think three of their goals went off like pit penguin skates or, or sticks. <laughs> that sounds like the most Islanders game ever. They got three goals off of Penguins players. That perfect. But also, that was another case of, look, they start they started Sorokin after two games of starting Varlamov. Yeah. And it wasn't even like Varlamov was bad either. It wasn't, but... but it's just like he let it, like, game two especially, that rough ten minutes cost him the game. That's just the way it is. And if you maybe start Sorokin, that maybe doesn't happen. And maybe you're up 3-1. But, you know, I just, that series to me is just like, all right, who's who's going to win and lose the Boston next round? You know what I mean? <laughs> just yeah, I don't trust who... Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't trust New York. Just... There's too many holes. There's too like not even too many holes. It's just the one hole each of those teams have. Boston can just expose to a team. At least match them. Like yeah, goaltending. Boston has the be- best goaltending. I take to Grask over any of Especially the goalies that Pittsburgh Islanders to start. Yeah, defense maybe not as good as the Islanders, but I also think their defensive system they can. Uh, I would say that the Islanders don't have a defenseman like Charlie McAvoy who can just play like 30 minutes. Like Pelican, Pelock are good, but they're not, not as good McAvoy. as Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, which really, how many defensemen are like? I, like I saw like stats, five. he's essentially he's like the the best five on five defender. His problem is he doesn't get power play or penalty like like power play points or whatever. But which like that's what you want out of a defenseman. Defense yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, like, what did we always say back in the day? Like, it didn't matter if Keith or Seabrook had 50-point seasons. They just yeah. played good defense. So that's all you want Yes, in, sir. in your fucking stalwart top defenseman. So, but I, I, the big thing with the Islanders series, I think we talked about it uh, before game one. Islanders need to get on the board early if they want to win that game, especially in Pittsburgh because I think yeah. they upped their crowd again. So they're at, like, 9,000 or something like that. They're going to have a bunch of people. Um. They just need to get that crowd lowered, and uh, I think they did a better job last game because, from what I heard, Malkin had a very terrible game uh, analytically. But Not the, I Malkin's really definitely that, the X but... factor. Pittsburgh. If Malkin's line's going, Islanders aren't winning that game because they can't. They don't have two defensive lines that could stop Crosby and Malkin, and that's just been the way it has been all year. <laughs> yeah, like if you can attach 
Pelican 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 to like Crosby or whatever, mm-hmm. which I don't think they'll be able to do because they're uh, on the road. But like, if you yeah. can stick them to one of Malkin or Crosby, like you have a good chance. But like, if they're both going, then oh boy, you're screwed. Because like, I like Letty. Like their defensive depth is decent, but I don't know if it's good enough to stop like Malkin or Crosby on the top of their game. But but really, what defensive pair can? Not many, and it's just like that's the that's the thing though like we don't know which malkin we're getting tonight if we're getting no. super malkin then yeah they're gonna win but yep. if we're getting the malkin that they had last game which apparently was a ghost i don't know like that just that that's gonna be an easier job on the islanders so i i don't know i just i feel like the islanders can wrap that up in six if they win tonight but if pittsburgh wins that could go seven still yeah so that's kind of where i'm at with that series i, I honestly that's... that's probably the series i'm like least interested in right now Ironically. Yeah, like I'm more I, interested in even like the three one series than that. Yeah, because you just you know like if whoever moves on is gonna they're not beating Boston. I'm sorry, like I I don't see a world where either of them do. Though I do think that's the <laughs> one series I think that's gonna go seven. Yeah, I I, I would. A lot, of, a lot of these series are three one right now, and mm-hmm. a couple are already over. Yeah. It's like, uh, it reminds me of, uh, was it last year in the playoffs where kind of everyone that was like a favorite in the first round was just kind of taking care of business. It, it's not like a couple years ago where every upset was. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. The team you probably thought would win is like winning their series. And even like, the, like you look at Winnipeg up three, nothing. It's not as if like they were the, like this underdog or like huge no, favorite. It's, it's just the pretty... media made it out like that. Yeah. Cause of McDavid. So, yeah. But like but... on paper, those teams match up surprisingly well. So, yeah. Um, Montreal, Toronto. Now, I don't know if we talked about this, but like the whole Tavares like thing. Um, I don't want to go too deep into it. I think it's been covered by every angle. Honestly, I just hope, um, Tavares is okay. His family is okay as well as close ones are okay. And like, as much as we hate Corey Perryman, that was not his fault. Like, it's just a free accident. Unfortunately, it's it's just a fucking bad situation to be in. Yeah. I, I brought I think we brought it up like immediately after the whole thing and then they get or Felino gets into a fight. I get it, it's like the unwritten code or whatever, but the yeah. fact that someone just got a really bad head injury and then we just go into and now you're gonna... each other in the face, that's just exactly a little like, backwards just... to me. Just a okay. little ugh. I'm but like Hmm? Sorry, I wasn't surprised it happened, but it's like also like oh, it's the most hockey thing to happen, and it sucks too because we Jimmy and I literally brought it up hours before that game. We were saying how if the Leafs want to make a deep run, they're gonna need their big four to show up, and they just got one of their they got their captain taken away off of just a fluky fucking yeah. It, it, it could have happened to anyone. That's that's the worst part. It's just the fucking way of the game. And thank God there's no structural damage that they said, and he yeah, seems that's good, fine. I think he's got, like, some kind of MCL sprain, too, but that's not the end of the world. They said it's, like, Hyman's. It'll be, like, two weeks. But in my opinion, you don't rush him back. You give him as much time as you need. Concussions are no fucking joke. No. Nope. Don't, don't ever want to rush someone back for something like that. And I and I got confidence that Dubas and the Leafs management – or the Leafs staff are going to take – Dude, just watching – Watching Dubis like rush down like that, like that's what you want in your GM. Like, yeah, you could say all you want about Kyle Dubis. He cares about his players more than yeah. most GMs do, and that's something that I can give him a lot of. Like, obviously, there are times where you know that can get taken advantage of because like guys will see you as a friend. But how many GMs do you think would do that if their star yeah. goes down? Like, I don't think Bowman does that. I'll tell you that much. Bowman's too busy fucking in the box trying to, you know, make a shitty. <laughs> well, play. I think he cares about his players, but I don't think he's the type of person that would kind of show that emotion. That's exactly. just how he is. Exactly. But it's just like, 
and then um you know they obviously lost that close game one after that but it's it's such an emotional setback in that game you can't really expect anyone to be on the same page after that uh, both you, teams were shaken like i could not watch the rest of that game like i didn't i couldn't i watched a little bit of the third and it that was really it. it really ruined the rest of my night for me just like seeing that and just seeing all the shit online i don't want to get into it but like the people using it as like uh like 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 on front of newspapers and stuff like it's just it's why why yeah no like, that was so fucked up when the toronto sun and whatever the quebec paper put the yeah. fucking hit on there and it was just like do you guys have any class any fucking sort of just self just no, any there, kind of common uh, sense is what i'm and, asking for just jesus like and then the fact that like the networks kept showing the hit yeah, multiple yeah. times throughout the night like i get it some people haven't seen it yet but not everyone needs to see it 20 no. fucking times. I'm sorry. That's just not something people need to see. Like, a, a perfect example of, like, what to do when an injury like that happens. I don't know if you remember because I don't know how big of a basketball fan you were. But Gordon Hayward basically snapped his leg open in a game. Oh, I think I and remember they get, that, yeah. they never showed a replay after that. They Good. never showed a replay, as you should. And they just let them deal with the injury. Sportsnet handled it the wrong way, 100%. That's what you, that's what you need to do. Yeah, it's just... It, it's just not a good look for the league when you do stuff like no, that. No, it isn't at all. And you really wonder, since it's Toronto, like if it happens to maybe other any other team, do like do they do that? I don't know, but I don't, I don't know if that's the case. But it's just like Toronto John Tavares. But yeah, honestly, all I can do is just hope that he's okay and not get any any of that bullshit drama that like like the like the newspapers doing that and people like putting replays of it online. It's just oh man, it's like at the like at the very. Yeah, like at the very least, like show him like on the stretcher and not him like being like. Don't give it the thumbs up, if anything. Yeah. Like, just do yeah. that. It's easy. It's something that like isn't. Like, because it's not everyone's going to handle that the same way. You know what I mean? No. Like, you probably just fucking sent a lot of people into a state where they just didn't want to be in because they had to exactly. watch that hit 20 fucking times. It's yeah. just like, come on, guys. Just open your eyes for five seconds, honestly. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Yeah, I don't really want to spend too much time yeah. on that. But, but uh, on that series, though, I heard, uh, Cole Caulfield's making his uh, playoff debut tonight. Uh, dude. Kakaniemi got a goal in his uh, yeah. first game, last game. So. I wanted to say that. Like, like, anytime I get the, the chance to cheer against Toronto, I will. But, man, like Montreal, it's making me hard to cheer for them because it's like the first game, Caulfield, Kakaniemi out of the lineup. And, and Romanoff. Yeah, like why? Why? And they did win game one. Uh, Paul Byron, like Paul Byron, you did. Did you see that picture of Paul Byron? Like every player, like you could see in the background, looking at Paul Byron. You can mm-hmm. see Paul Byron with his like his his eyes on the net. And you could just see like that's that's the picture you should be using. Like that. I was, picture, literally, I was literally about to say, going back to that, that's the fucking photo you use on the paper. You don't use the one of Tavares getting a knee to the back of the head. I'm sorry, that's just that's that's an award winning picture. Use that. That's bad journalism. It's just yeah. bad journalism. It's you know they terrible. just want it for clicks, obviously. Yeah, but... it's the fucking Toronto Sun. They hire Steve Simmons. I was gonna expect? say that. I was gonna God, say that. Like yeah. fucking Toronto media sucks ass. Oh, it's it's horrible there. Like, but I will say I, I'm glad the Leafs fucking responded well in game two because oh, yeah. they everything that I've been hearing them complain about kind of went the way that they wanted it to go. Like their power play started clicking that game. They were winning almost all the faceoffs in their top six. Like I think Feligno was like sixteen for twenty as a second line center, which is very good. Um, yeah, they're gonna. I think now they're gonna finally. They're they're now they're now they got an incentive. I feel like they're gonna win this for Tavares if they're gonna. Yeah. Win. So. 
I mean, we'll see what they do. Uh, they play tonight, right? Game three. Yeah. So. And then I believe it's a back-to-back. They play tomorrow as well. Oh boy! And then we get to start the controversy of if Freddie Anderson's gonna get a game. Here we go. <laughs> or uh, David Riddick. Oh my God, dude! Like, just please, just put Anderson out in the starters net tomorrow morning, but don't start him just to set everyone oh, on just fire. Just to fuck with the least fans. I yeah. just want to have a good laugh tomorrow morning. Like, please put Anderson in the starters crease tomorrow. It would be so funny. Hey, what but, about this? Frederick <laughs> Anderson one-year deal to Edmonton. Just honestly, to, like, do it. Honestly, yeah. do it. Like we talk about it all the time. Imagine a team like Edmonton with Vasilevsky. That's oh a cup God. contender every year. It's a cup contender every year. It doesn't even matter. They, they might be up three nothing right now if they have. They might be up three nothing right now. Like <laughs> on God. Oh. He, they don't have a goalie, and until they get a goalie, they're never gonna fucking win. I don't care what anyone says. People could say you don't need a starting goalie to win the cup. That's a lie. Go look at the last. Oh man. How many cup winners can we go back to where the goalie's a bona fide starter? Or and uh, even if it wasn't a bona fide starter, it's like Crawford where he had a like 1A. 90, 90, like almost like nine times out of ten, it's a good goalie. Like I would say yeah. St. Louis, Jordan Bennington is not that good. But like other than that, That's every goalie, yeah, every goal has been good. Yeah. Like, like going back to, he won the two cups. Yeah. He was good. Like yeah. he's not good anymore. But Yeah, so we go back to 2011. It was Tim Thomas. Good. 2012, Jonathan Quick, good. Both of them won the cons by 2013, Crawford. 2014, Quick again. 2015, Crawford again. 2016 and 17, Murray. Um, 2018, Holpe. This guy's won a Vezina before. 2019. Was, still good, though. So it was yeah. like... Bennington, yeah, but like at the same time, he made it. The, he made the saves that he needed to make, and like when them. The Bennington was good that year. I'm not gonna knock that season. Though. Like he he stole that game seven from them. If you remember that, like watching that, like he made so many key saves. And, and 2020, Hall. obviously yeah. Vasilevsky. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Speaking of Vasilevsky, that's another game five tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good transition. Um, oh yeah. Uh. I, I just don't see any way Florida gets back into this. And Plus, they do the freaking Thatcher Demko experiment and Spencer uh, Knight just I think, shuts I them think out. They're, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I'm pretty sure Spencer Knight starts tonight, but um, being Coach Q, he said, we'll see when someone asked him if, if uh, Spencer Knight is starting, which is the most Coach Q thing ever, and I love oh, it. Oh, it is. And I, I just, it's hilarious because, like, Everyone was talking about that game, game four, where they just, oh, yeah, the goals are, were like seven. They should have been like seven to one or whatever for uh, Florida. And I just sat there and I was like, one, Andre Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. And it's not even close. And he's proving it again this year. Yeah. Two, stop taking freaking penalties. Like, I, I really don't think it's that hard to comprehend if you're Florida. Stay out of the box and you play well against Tampa. But what do they do? They take, like, four penalties a game, and they're not good ones usually. Uh, granted, the refs have been kind of all over the place this series. Oh, yeah, they've been horrible. But, like, both sides. Like, I don't think oh, they have it. all over course. the place, dude. Like, they're missing cross checks left and right. It's, it's, it's bad. It's just bad. And on top of that, you have a Tampa power play that has... That's lethal. It's, it's a cheat yeah. code. I'm sorry. Like... You have to give uh, – you only have four skaters, and three of them have to cover point Stamkos and Kucherov. And then that leaves Kalorner had been wide the fuck <laughs> you over. Have, you have Stamkos and Kucherov on their watch. Right points your bumper, dude. He's not even touching the puck half the time. It's a joke. It's a joke how good their power play is. And it, my favorite thing is just everyone that was like, oh, Kucherov was hurt all year. It's like, yep, that full contact jersey since St. Patrick's Day is looking pretty good. There's nine points in four games. 
Like, yeah, definitely couldn't have played the last month of the season. Don't worry, cap circumvention, we can't complain about that because if our team was doing it, we'd think it'd be fine. Shut the fuck up. I hate Tampa fans so much. Like, yes, people have the right to complain about you guys being $20 million over the salary cap. That's a valid complaint. I don't even think it's, like, directed towards Tampa Bay. It should be directed directed towards the the league. They've been doing this for years. The Leafs have, like, a $90 million payroll. Yeah. The like, Blackhawks did it, like, with Kane a couple yep. years back so they could go for men to team it in. And, like, yeah, it, it's just bad by the league, honestly. It's bad. And, like, obviously, Tampa's going to make moves this offseason. They'll probably go get some stupid Albatross contract, like Gabrick. <laughs> that's, like, that got thrown under the rug entirely, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and uh, like, Anders literally Wilson got I Gabrick think. for Paquette and just, like, got an extra five mil in cap space out of nowhere. It... <laughs> Oh my god, I cannot stand Tampa Bay, and no one's gonna beat them. <laughs> it's the worst part. Like the only team that can beat Tampa is themselves. And I think it's Carolina been proven time and time again. Them. Who? I think Carolina has a good chance against. Well, Carolina's got to deal with Matt yeah. Duchesne right now. So yeah, that's true. And that and happens. You... I don't want to like. And uh, I had Carolina starts. win the cup, but after these last two games, like. You better fucking prove something in game five. Yeah, That's like, all I'm they, they got goalie, but if you're a true cup contender, you win game five. If you're a true cup contender, you overcome that. Like, yeah. Hector Rene was goaling us, uh, not the first time, but or the first time, not the second time he was goaling us. Still got around it. Like, yeah. you get around that stuff if you're, if you're a great team. And, like, I don't know. It's proving right now, honestly. Like, Tampa is clearly the best team in that division. Like, obviously, I know you guys liked Florida in that series, but Florida's not ready to face. Yeah, here's the thing. So, uh, for the longest time, I was saying Tampa Bay, like, like they're probably the best team, like in the NHL. I, I keep bringing this up, but like the fact they won in the bubble, like they got that swagger that no other team has, and they can just turn it on and be a hundred percent. And I wanted to pick Florida just because it'd be nice to see a new team move on, and like it would have been a good story. And just some oh, of the you, I, I have nothing against Florida. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I, no. if Florida won the series, I'd be tickled pink by it. Like, oh my god, that'd be great. But, but. Yeah, Coach Q, like, just some of the Coach Q co- teams where they, they're they just built different from the playoffs. Like, like as soon as, like, as the series goes on, like, he gets better. He gets to know, like, his opponents that, like, break them down and with matchups and whatnot. But Tampa Bay is just, like, too too much they're too deep this they're one. too deep yeah. and they're too they're just too experienced at this point and it doesn't help that Ekblad is out for them yeah Ekblad being out just sucks royally for florida and i the worst part is like i really don't feel like they've been playing that bad this series they just they no. could easily have they could this series could easily be 2-2 right now it could be 3-1 even it could be 3-1 honestly like florida at least yeah <laughs> the only game where they just kind of got dominated was probably last game but yeah like game two they were on their heels and they just couldn't get a goal. And then game one, they just collapsed at the end and they barely snuck out of game three. That's good for them. That's a, like, I thought that was going to be like the team building when they needed to tie the yeah. series up. But then clearly, like All you said, Tampa just got that other gear, man. They yeah. just got that other fucking gear where they can just punish you with offense and, and defense. There's a lot of Florida fans that are kind of skeptical. It's like, Oh, here we go. Another first round exit. But I genuinely think that, this Florida team was finally in the right path. You got a great coach. You got a great GM. And yeah, and your best defenseman probably was injured. And yeah, I just, you got like Anton Liddell coming up. Like you, like, yeah, you still got the Bobrovsky contract, but Spencer Knight is going to be like, Spencer I'm sold. Knight's he's he's going to be one of the, he's going to be one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. hundred percent. And quickly too. Yeah. And they got, 
I mean, they're deep at forward. I would think re-signing Bennett's going to be a priority oh, this offseason because he's been great with them. Um, the only thing I can think that they should do is in the offseason, if you can offload Anton Stroman and get another yeah. defenseman and then maybe get just another third-line score because at least this yeah. series, it seems like guys like Vitrano aren't cutting it right now. Yeah, and you saw Bill Zito like, go out and sign guys like declaring for Haggy for cheap deals. I think he can yeah. do that again, and Coach Q can implement them into his system. And I think they need like a left-handed defenseman to play on the top four because obviously you got Uyghur, Ekblad, and you got Forsling, who's been like a and revelation Curtis. for them. Yeah, but you need I think you need another defenseman, and I think they're really mm-hmm. good going forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if they can get a they can get like a top four left handed defenseman in the offseason, that's gonna be a I dangerous thing. Yeah. And and you gotta think their division is gonna be pretty wide open. Because you're gonna yeah. have the Leafs, Boston, Tampa, and them. That's the four. Yeah. And I could so easily see where they're probably three or two in that division. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't believe Toronto will be able to compete with these teams next year. I'm sorry. They, oh, yeah. Boston's probably going to be good again next year. Boston's going to be good, and they'll are. probably find a way to re-sign Taylor Hall to cheap, and Perfect. it's going to piss off the league, but it's going to happen, and they're going to win a cup, and everyone's going to be really fucking pissed. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. By the way, Drew Camesso has been added to the U.S. Uh, men's national team. Oh, shit. Good for him. Yep. Who's their goalie right now, anyway? I have no idea. The thing yeah. is, with this tournament, there's been a lot of upset. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Yeah, to Can- dude, I saw Kazakhstan won yesterday. Yeah, Canada lost to Latvia 2-0. I think Kazakhstan beat Latvia, and then they beat Finland in a shootout. It's been crazy. And then Belarus won their first ever game against Sweden. I think it was 2-1 or, or nothing or 2-0. Man, I it's forget, been crazy. forget who it was. Someone beat Russia today, too. I don't. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, there's, I mean, it's obviously just a, it's, it's a case of like, it's a COVID year and like, not everyone wants to go overseas to f- play for their country. Like Canada and US, I think that's showing a lot. They got, they're kind of just sending like prospects and fringe guys. Oh but, yeah, like, uh, I think Owen Powers on the team, Bo Den is on the team, which is cool. Yeah, Matt Benier um, is on the US team. Like, yeah, Hagel is also on the, uh, the Canadian team. And I think, uh. Uh, Cole Perfetti is also on the Canadian team, and like Brian Schneider, like just a bunch of these young guys that kind of been drafted yeah. within the last couple of basically years. Basically, like a basically like an extended World Juniors. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah, that's basically what I think about the the best part about the World Championships. I know we probably weren't going to bring it up right now, but Lucas Reichel is just oh, yeah, freaking yeah. killing it for Germany right now. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they were winning against Canada or not. I'll double check that, but I think he had a, I think he has four points in two games or something like that. I think it's five and two. He's got two goals, three assists. Even better. Like he is, and the goal he scored against, um, was it Italy or was it, I don't know. Norway. I think it, was, it was Norway. Oh my gosh, it was a beauty though. Yeah. On the breakaway, he's just that's that's going to be such a good pick for the Hawks in the next few years. He's developed so much over it the just last seems like few years. every every day he's this last better. year like yeah. yeah five points in two games correct. yeah just You're out right. of this world good man just as is he is he 19 yet or is he still 18 yeah he just turned 19 i think yeah he's a 19 year old and he's dominating on the national team like it's that's exactly what you want to see if you're stan bowman and that um chicago blackhawks staff right yep. now it's never built that that uh, european scouting staff never ever ever death taxes Gas up the European scouting staff. It's my oh, favorite yeah. thing. <laughs> Them and Mark Kelly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, boop, 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 boop. I'm just trying to look up the score, but uh, apparently yeah. it's too hard to do that. Um, well, we got. Um, I can kind of cover the the ones the, the other series we got to talk about. It oh, seems like or no no uh, Vegas and Minnesota. Yeah. So um, 
at least for game was it game three for Minnesota where they jumped out early and then Vegas just stepped on their head. Yeah, the I know that's period. what they've that's what they've done the last couple games. And I thought Minnesota was going to make this a really cool series, and there were signs that they would. They took game mm-hmm. one, they came out really strong, and game three but at the same time you look at vegas they're one of those teams that can just step on the throat and completely dominate and that's what they've done 100 percent. and like they the thing and they've done it all without max patcheretti which yeah remember according to some fucking geniuses online they're <laughs> saying that mark stone needs max patcheretti to be his own or needs max patcheretti to be a player whatever he's clearly did you see, a, celebra- did you see a celebration did you see what uh, Keegan Colister said about it? He was just, he got interviewed about it. He's like, I just think he's going to punch me every time he goes up to me. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus. Like, yeah. Mark Stone, Mark Stone's a guy you want on your team if you're oh, going to want to see He's a college. psychopath, but in the best way. Like, oh, you want he's, he's the exact kind of guy you want on your team every time. And uh, I know we, I don't know if we talk about it enough, but Alex Tuck just knows when to turn it on oh in the playoffs. God, yeah. That guy is a playoff performer to the T. So good. Matias Janmark has actually been really good for them. <laughs> like he's actually doing well on their third line. Chandler Stevenson's had a good series. Oh my god, yeah. I want to bring up that first line. I like ever since Tuck's been elevated up to that first line with Stevenson and Stone. Like just nasty. Just yeah. nasty. And then you still have Carlson, Marshall Show Smith, which has yeah. been their basically go to line since they become a team. Yeah. It, it's I mean, like we said, Vegas is just a freaking wagon right now. And they won last game without uh, two of their McNabb. starting defensemen. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and I was looking at this team and I didn't realize they, they're not that good on special teams as I thought they were. They're pretty middle of the pack. This is just a team that just dominates five on five. And that's how you win cups nowadays. Like, and obviously we've talked about it ad nauseum. Mark Andre Fleury doesn't seem like he's stopping anytime soon. He has just been out of this world good this series. I'm pretty sure he's oh, robbed Ryan incredible. Hartman alone of four goals this series. <laughs> it's been like, like it is <laughs> every game I've seen a f- highlight of Mark Andre Fleury just robbing Ryan Hartman, and I'm just yeah. I feel so bad for the guy because he's got a he's got a goal, but like he could easily have five goals this series if Fleury's yeah, not. Yeah, he's had at least ten like great saves. <laughs> yeah, and like the and that's the thing. Like the Wild, yeah, they had they had that one game. They've had game three and four. They've had trouble with their offense, but they play that style where if they could just hang on, they could keep that game just a little more tight with Vegas in game five, they could steal it. Yeah, just you gotta get like like you said um, <clears throat> when we were going over our playoff preview. They're they're one of the best high danger chance teams in the league. <laughs> They yeah. know how to get to the f- dirty areas of the net, especially to- that Felino, the Felino yeah. line. <coughs> I think the only way I see Minnesota getting back into this series is they need their back end to be way more involved. You need guys like Dumba and Spurgeon and Suter and Brodeen. You need those guys to start stepping up into the offense and getting shots from the point to the net. So those big bodies like Greenway and Felino and all them can get tips on the pucks because that's – I mean, at this point, that's the only way I see them beating Flurry. You got to take his eyes away. So uh, I don't know, man. Just Vegas, the way they've stepped on the throat. I yeah. don't know. If, I don't. They, I don't, I, they I were pissed over. after game one. They were oh, pissed no, after game one. Like, and then of course, like you knew the series was going to change in game two because when Dumba got that goal, I'm pretty sure everyone oh, they, was, they like kind of thought really to them. Oh. I know. I thought to myself, I was like, "Holy shit! Vegas is literally the Hawks from a couple years ago. This yeah. is terrible." And then Jonathan Marshall show just goes yeah, right up Main I Street. Like 20, I think it was like 15 eighteen seconds, seconds later, just yeah. snipes one on Cam Talbot, and I'm just like, "Oh, okay. Vegas came to play today. That's nice. Like, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> just, and that's all they needed. They literally just needed that one goal, and that just literally 
set them arise. Like they are, they're a wagon right now. It's gonna be. I just so just win tonight. Wins get deadlocked into that Colorado Vegas series. I was gonna Please. say that. Like, <laughs> I love you. I think they've been a great story this year. But oh, Vegas. they've been fantastic this year. Dean Evans is win coach of the year in my opinion. Like yeah. he has yeah. done unbelievable things with this team. But yeah, I just I I just want to know that like it's for sure gonna be Vegas and Colorado. I want two banger second round series, and it's gonna be Carolina, Tampa, and oh um Colorado, Vegas. But as of right now, Carolina needs to get their shit together. So yeah. And even I keep saying that, but they literally lost two double overtime games. So like, yeah, it's not <laughs> but, like they just completely shit the bed. But uh, at the same time, it's they kind of did. They kind of did gotta, though. You gotta win. You gotta. Yeah, get they win. were. Mm. That's man. That series is just so weird. That series is just so weird. It's hockey. So many first minute <laughs> and last minute goals in that series too. Which like. The two minutes you got to care about the most when you're in the playoffs. Like, I, I know for the Hawks, it drives me up a wall that they don't try in the last minute of the period sometimes and they get scored on. And I've seen that at least three times in this Carolina series. So, I mean, play a full 60. <laughs> so, and I guess that goes for Minnesota, too, because the last couple games they played a very good 20 minutes. But then, you know, second and third period happened. <laughs> yep, yep. Um... I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we covered everything pretty well. Nazem yeah. Kadri is appealing a suspension, which is stupid, <sighs> but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, He's a fucking joke. He should have got 10 games. <laughs> well, but I, I get why the guy gave him eight, because they don't think Colorado's even going to need eight games to get to the conference final. <laughs> and it's awesome to see that the NHL is like doing this with Kadri, but you need to do this with other players. <laughs> Tom Wilson. Yeah, but it's the dumbest rule I've ever seen, and I was I was talking about it a few days ago. The stupid rule in the NHLPA. Repeat offender. 18 months, and you're not a repeat offender anymore. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Because mm. Wilson literally waited like 20 months and then started doing dumb shit again. Because he knew. He was like, shit, if I get hit again, I'm going to literally lose like $2.5 million. Maybe I'll he fuck knows up. He can get away with this, but. He uh, knows. I don't, he fucking I knows. Don't. I don't want to get into this again. No, just, I, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, when the shit with Kadri's happening like that, and it's like, okay, so you guys know how to handle this, yeah. but you choose not to. Okay. Okay. And if the repeat offender shit's true, it's been two years since Kadri got suspended in the playoffs, so that's bullshit. It's bullshit. You could have suspended Wilson. But they chose not to because George, that's George Peros's boy. Whatever. George Peros <laughs> better never listen to this podcast or catch me. <sighs> I swear to God. <laughs> Looks like a Germany one. Germany won? Yeah. Against Canada. Oh, man. I don't know what the score is, but I'm just checking the chat. That's awesome. Holy shit. Good for Germany. Yeah, so 3 1 Germany over Canada, and Canada is 0 3. (sighs) Come on, Brandon Hagel. Bring that team around. I know. Nick Bodin, come on now. Come on. Oh, my God. Nick Bodin's carrying. Even though. He had a he had a a really good assist. I don't know if you saw that. See what Julia just put in the group chat about Philip Grubauer? What a troll! That. I love this guy. He literally he's like, "Oh, memories from round one," and it's a picture of Jordan Bennington trying to fight him in game one. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dude! Philip Grubauer is like the ultimate troll, and I love it. He's been trolling the shit out of Bennington this series. I love it. I love it. They need we need more of that. Honestly, we need more Bennington hating. We exactly. need more players shitting on shitty players. I'm sorry, like. 
Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so this is from good friend of the show, Chris Peters. With Anthony Solars out with a lower body injury, Team USA it turns to Boston University's Drew Camesso to come to Latvia as their number three for the remainder of the world. So I don't know if he gets a start, but oh, the ah, fact they even... Gets to be there. Yeah, the fact he even like got thought of and gets to be there, I think that's a, it's a good uh, feather time. in his cap, as they would say. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, we don't really talk about Camesso a lot because we don't... I mean, we didn't really cover the prospects a lot the last couple of podcasts, but I mean, he's playing at Boston University as a freshman. That's really fucking impressive. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a good stats, too. I'm just going to look it up. I don't think he was a starter this year, but I know he got games in and he was really good for a while. Might have yes. just been like a little stint, but I, I don't really yeah. college hockey is one of those things I keep up with in stints. You know what I mean? So yeah, so he had a 2.99 in 11 games, goals against average, and a 9.15 save percentage. So not bad. Yeah, that's very good, especially for a freshman. Like, and he's probably going to be four years there. So yeah, he's a late birthday. He's not even 19 yet. Perfect. Like, as an as an 18 year old to be on the national team, that's huge for confidence. Yeah, and especially with guys like Power and Veneers too, like yeah. we were talking about. That's just huge for their confidence, especially because those guys couldn't go to the uh, World Juniors. I'm pretty sure. Or at least power. I know power. I know Chris Peters brought it up that power stayed at school. Yeah, Veneers went to uh, USA. Yeah. So. And you know, Comesso is probably going to be the starting goalie for the U.S. next year. Yeah, probably. Because I can't think of any other American goalie. Unless some guy comes on the scene that we don't know about. Yeah. yeah. Which is unlikely because exactly. Like we would probably know about him, and and like you'd be eighteen if that were the case. Like Comesso is going to be nineteen. And exactly, he's yeah. that that starter, especially since he's already on the national team. This yeah, year, I was going to say the fact they brought him on the national team. Yeah, he's probably exactly. going to be their guy. But uh, once again, yeah, goalies, good draft pick. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, eh, goalies that high. There's probably a good couple good players, but yeah, it doesn't look uh, too bad so far. Exactly, and I mean, if like we we talked about it for like a month now, I mean, Lankinen's going to be a one A one B. What if that's your one B eventually? Then there that's you go. So I mean. Look at uh, look at the Islanders. They got a uh, Sorokin and Varlamov. I mean, you look at the Hurricanes. They got a like really like Nedeljkovic has been good, but like Mrazek could be like a good goalie. Like obviously, it'd be nice to have that Vasilevsky goalie, but I would even say Vasilevskys and Hellebucks don't grow on trees. You know what I mean? And even like is Philip Grubauer really that good? Like obviously, he's a good goalie, but I don't think he's like Vasilevsky. He's not elite. Or, yeah. He's not elite. Like there's definitely win. a tier that's above Grubauer, but definitely. it's. Yeah. He plays like an it's like a Matt Murray thing. He he could play really good under a really good team. But I don't see Philip Grubauer carrying like the Minnesota Wild. Oh, he's not you know he's I mean? not going to have like a Tim Thomas or Jay Shagir kind of run. He's not going to do, he's not going to Jonathan Quick dominate, you no, know what I mean? No. In the playoffs, which is fine. You don't like you can win a cup with a goalie like that, but it's just you know there's just another tier, and that's just the way it is. But it's okay because Colorado literally has the goofiest fucking front in front, yeah, of, the they, in front of them. It's so. it's dumb how good they are. But like, did you see the tweet where um someone was like Kyle Dubas is the best GM in the NHL? Are you a wall? What? Everyone was just like, what? Did Joe Sackick die? Are you kidding me? Even like Bill Zito, man. Like. I, or, and Don Sweeney, too. Like, yeah, you Don get Sweeney this, yeah. and Joe Sackick. Those are, like, the first two GMs I would think of. Be- and, and honestly, Vegas is, too. Uh, it's not. It's a Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, Kelly, Kelly McCrimmon, yeah. Yeah, the, all of them. A-plus. A-plus GMs. Like, it's... And um, even uh, Breezebois, too, in Tampa. Yeah. Breezebois handled the cap way better than I thought he was going to. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, cap circumvention, but... 
<laughs> Still, he did what he could do under the rules. I mean, I can't blame him at all. He's he's finessing the system. I'll give it to him. That's what good GMs do. They find a way to find the loopholes. You know what I mean? Alrighty, I think that's it. Let's uh, end it off here. Yeah, I got. I finally got my uh, second dose of vaccination. Like yesterday, it like completely knocked oh. me out. Like I was so exhausted the whole day. Yeah. But today, I, I'm feeling better. There we go. I was like, did you get a lot of sleep? Because that helped oh, me. I slept basically all of yesterday. There you go. And, there you go. Like, it I'll, helped like, a lot, though. Like, just drink water and sleep that first yeah. day. You felt so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't got vaccinated, go do that. Oh, dude, go do it, please. Because I just went to a, two Yankees games this weekend. And, like, I don't know if you guys have been watching sports, but uh, the crowds are starting to fill up, and it's only in the vaccinated section. So, if you guys actually want to go to sporting events, you might want to go get your fucking yeah. vaccine. Yeah, especially uh, Canada, but uh, yeah. yeah, just get just get vaccinated. Go and, Montreal so we can get fans game six. Yeah, I was gonna say Montreal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they get to game six, they'll yep. have crowds. So I want that. Just go, I, just I, to win the night. Win the night like two one, and then the Leafs can win the next three. I don't care. I, I don't I just, care. I just want fans for one game in Canada this year, yeah, please. Exactly. <laughs> like especially in Montreal. Like oh my god. Right. Like when was I mean. When's when's the last time Montreal was in the playoffs before fans? It was had or before COVID. Twenty seventeen, I think. When they were the one seed and they lost to the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner Glass game oh one. God, Tanner that, fucking that Glass. Dude. Oh, and then they lost to the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Gabriel Pajot game. Oh baby. Oh, what a what a weird year for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll see a John Gabriel Pajot masterclass again tonight. Perhaps we saw Perhaps. one in game one. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, get vaccinated, wear your mask, social distance, stay safe, and uh, yeah, peace, y'all. Take it easy.